this series, uh, God has been speaking to us. And um, through all the hard situations and everything that I was going through, especially during the week and especially with my son trying to encourage him, I was able to use the picture of you know, just being on the beach and, uh, you know, the, the circumstances, the happiness maybe, the feelings, everything that happens, it might be like just the, the waves coming to your feet and they come and go all the time. But God has oceans of joy regardless of what is going on, you know, in the sand, regardless of the circumstances, regardless of your emotions. And that picture was so powerful, especially during this week. So, so thank you for that. And, and, um, God is great. God is good in everything that He does. And He continued to guide our steps. So that's why I want to encourage you today. Um, if you happen to miss, we started this series of Oceans of Joy in the beginning of the year. So go back. If you, for some reason, miss a Sunday, go back and watch everything, because it, it has been just truly a blessing. So in our website, in our YouTube channel, we have all the, the, the messages. I encourage you to do that. Today, we do have a special message. Um, and please forgive me for the title image. It's a little bit scary. I was debating to use it or not, but I think uh, it will call, it will cut our attention. So I think um, I decided to, to use it. But Today, we're going to be talk, talking about our stolen identity. And I don't know if you had had to go through those issues, uh, identity theft, um, but I have. And, oh, what a pain to be able to have to deal with all that. Um, do you know that last year, the number of cases on identity theft was one million. So in United States, one million. And this is according to the, to the government. It says in 2023, there were more than one million reports of identity theft, uh, received through the FTA, identitytheft.gov, uh, website. So imagine that. Um, it's something that is going on right now in society that is, uh, you know, Maybe you have experiences, maybe you haven't, um, but it's, it's truly difficult to deal with all that. But I'm not here to talk about this type of identity theft. Um, I'm not here to talk about either about when you had to, um, I don't know, get your own ID to be able to get into certain places because you were not of age yet. Um, I see a lot of smiles, so I don't know. I think some of you have experienced that before. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest. I did try it once, but nobody believed me. I don't know why. Um, I kept using that, and they say that, no, that's, that's not a, a real ID, and that, that's not even your name. Um, <laughs> And I, I, you know, I kept telling him, yes, look at the corner. It has the real ID logo. So it's, it is a real ID. It's me. And I don't know. It, it didn't work for some reason. <laughs> but I am here to tell you about our real identity. Our real identity as Christians. Because I think this has been a problem that affects 
more than the, the one million reporting cases on identity theft. I think especially today in these days, um, and the more, the more I, you know, I get older, I continue to see and it continues to worry me our identity as Christians, our identity in Christ. And the reason why we're seeing this today is because I want to see the passage. We're going to be in Philippians 1, uh, 1 and we're going to start verse 19 to 26. If you don't have a Bible, there is one in front of you, and you can start turning there. But the passage today is a very special passage because you're going to be able to see the identity of Paul. Um, this is a very special letter. I think this is the, the letter that speaks more from the heart of Paul to be able to, you know, talk to all the people that is in um, Philippi. And um, I, think, I think what we are able to see in the message today uh, between the cracks is to be able to see not only the heart of Paul, but also his identity as Christian and who he has his identity based on. And I think this is so important for us, for our own lives, so that we don't forget who we are in Christ. So uh, we don't forget how God sees you. And especially, how are we to be able to live our lives now that we have known a great God? And all of us are here just to be able to worship God. All of us here, you know, have a purpose. And I love that God says that he knew that today was going to happen. He knew that you were going to be sitting here today. And he knows, he says on his word, the plans that he has for each one of you. He has prepared plans so that you can step into it and continue to be living a life that he has prepared for you. So this message, I'm going to start um, in Philippians 1.19. Um, but in the beginning, um, I'm going to tell you that Paul is going to open his heart and he has certain questions, just like all of us, on how to act or how to be able to live in the situation that he's at. Because yes, he's talking about oceans of joy, but let's not forget that he's writing this letter from prison. And like Dave said, if someone had a motive to be able to write and complain and to be able to, you know, get his frustration out um, and just to be able to share that with everybody was Paul because he was doing the right thing. He was, you know, continued to do the, the will of God and he was in prison because of that. Um, so he had the opportunity to do that, but he didn't do that. He wrote this beautiful letter, and you can see throughout the letter the joy and the heart of Paul. So he did go through a lot of questions and a lot of um, thinking. I think, you know, being able to experience what I experienced on Monday or Sunday night without the power, the great thing is that it allows you to meditate. And I think we, we're missing so much of that now. Because we're so busy. And there is, listen to this, there is so much distraction 
in our lives. That sometimes even sitting down in a time of prayer and to be able to listen what God has for our lives is difficult. As soon as we start doing that, we start thinking about the million things that we need to do that day or how can we distract ourselves. I don't know if this happens to you, but whenever you have a free moment, the first thing that we do is take out the phone and maybe go to social media or maybe you have a game on, uh, on your phone that you go to. Um, this, so we have so many distractions going on. Especially like I'm, I'm a person that loves sports and I'm always amazed how they always have a sport. It doesn't matter what the season is. It doesn't matter if it's raining or sunny. You have baseball season and as soon as the baseball season, then you have the next sport and the next sport and all year round you have so many distractions. And I think it's good for us sometimes just to be able to sit being quiet and allow God to speak to your life. I think when you do that, when you're intentional in those things, you'll be able to discover and go to, um, to be able to go to another step, let's put it that way, uh, in the relationship that we have with God. So I recommend you do that. But let me, let me bring you to the first point and is, when in doubt, choose a lifetime that honors God. Let me, let me read the passage that we have. It's verse uh, 19. And it says, For I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance. Now, let, let me stop right here for just a second, because I want to make a really quick comment. Um, if you read this, you may think that Paul is one of those persons that says, name it and claim it, <laughs> that is so, uh, you know, popular nowadays. Or maybe he's, he's saying, you know what, I, I know this is, you know, I'm going to be out of here because, because I'm, you know, saying it right now. And um, this is why it's so important to see the whole context of a passage. Because we can take a verse and we can make it, you know, say whatever we want to say in our lives. And why so important? Because nowadays, this is what uh, the society or, or, you know, the books or the conference or, or the YouTube channel is trying to tell you that, you know, everything is going to be okay and that everything uh, you have like the power to be able to get out of this problem or this issue or uh, just do it and you'll be okay. And all these many different things that are talking to, um, I think, more about the things that we can do. And we need to take in consideration the will of God. And there are some things that are going to happen in your life that you may not understand why God is allowing those things in your life. But what you can be certain of is that God says that everything works together for good for those that love him. So if you're going to great times, let's rejoice on that and let's give praise to God. But if you're going through difficult situations, 
especially as we are in this series about joy, and you say, well, I don't want to go to church to hear a message about joy while I'm going through these situations. Or how can God speak to me as I'm going and feeling all these things? Or this, you know, uh, what is going on in my life? And I want to tell you that God has a purpose of everything. And he knows everything. And he knows through the situation that you're going through. And you want, you want me to tell you a secret? The prayer that God will always answer, yes, is the same prayer that Jesus did that says that your will be done here on earth and on my, on my life. So if you relied and you know that God, the one that created everything, the one that has control of everything, is allowing you to go through a situation, it's because there is a purpose for you. And that purpose, that difficult situation, may be allow you to see what God is trying to change or transform or do in your life. Uh, so continue to, to do that. But let's go to the next verse, because I think everything in context will help you um, to get a clear understanding. And he says on verse 20, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not be all ashamed, but with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. So Paul in the verse and the uh, previous verse was not saying that, you know, he for sure knew and he was going to say it and he was going to get out of prison. Um, he, on this next verse, is saying that he's in doubt. He doesn't know what's going to happen. Um, but whatever happens, he's resting on the will of God. Even, even on a difficult situation or even with life or death. And look what the, ver the next verse says. I'm sorry. It says, um, the, well... Let me tell you this, the same thing, which is the next verse, you don't have it there, but the next, the next verse that you see on the, on, the, on the screen is what exactly what John said, that he must increase, but I must decrease. And why I'm bringing this is, is for all of us to be able to understand that our nature is to be able to do the things that pleases us. The things that bring us joy or happiness. And we don't know that the best thing that we can have in our lives is to have the will of God. The best thing that you can hope for. Sometimes, you know, I go through difficult situations. And or, you know, the first thing that I do is I start telling God in prayer how to get me out of that situation. <laughs> so I start saying, God... If you could start preparing the heart of this person so that when I go and talk to that person, he can answer yes. <laughs> or if you can just bless me on this area so that I can take care of this problem. And I start playing the role of God and trying to direct. Imagine that directing God on what to do. That's not trusting in God. That's not being able to rely on his will. 
Sometimes we, we think, we say, Lord, Lord, and is that really true on your life? Is he really Lord of everything that is in your life? All the areas. I think I shared this with you, but, uh, you know, when I was growing up as a Christian, and it's a process of trusting, but um, I will say, God, you know, you do whatever you want to do in my life and change and transform anything that you need to change. But this little closet that I have here, please leave that door closed. Don't go in there. Please, I'll handle this. I'm able to handle this. Don't worry about that. And sometimes we do that with our own lives. And we don't give full control of what God wants to do in your life. The thing is that by you going through that difficult situation, it will allow you to get the best Sometimes you try to direct God because you think you have the solution for your problem. And what you're doing is you're preventing God to be able to give you the best that he has for you. So let's continue to trust God in what he's doing. And let's continue to just be able to trust him uh, with our decisions and the things that we do. I love the next verse that, that, you know. He says, he, I must decrease and he must increase. He says, who who comes from above is above all. This is, this is John the Baptist. Again, saying, saying, I want more of God in my life. But he's recognizing that the one that is above is above all circumstances. There is no difficult situation in your life that is greater to God than, than God. God is above all, and he is the God that created the universe. He created things that we don't even see right now. He created things that we don't understand right now. So why don't trust him with everything that you have? Why don't continue to live in his will? That's, that's the encouragement today. So, Whenever you are in doubt in your life, whenever you're living in a way and you don't know if to go right or left or what the decision is, this is the answer, is to be able to trust in God, in His will, because you're going to get the best by doing that. Okay? So number two is a clear identity. A clear identity. And he says, Paul, in the, ne- in the next verse, he says, For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. You can see right here that the identity of Paul, a clear vision of what the life of Paul was and who he was trusting was Christ. He will, he will say, everything that I do in my life my own identity is solely based on Christ. My identity is not based on my job and how far I can get. My identity is not based on the money that I get and how much I can buy or be able to get. My identity is not based on social media and for all the teens and young adults. Um, Don't allow social media to shape your identity. 
Don't allow for them to speak on who you are. Don't allow the beautiful pictures that you see in social media to make you think that that's or that's where you're going to be able to find happiness and joy. Because all that you have no idea if that is true or if, if it's something that is not even real. Especially right now with all the AI that is going on, the artificial intelligence. I ask AI to give um, a picture of, of the best version of myself. And look what I got. <laughs> this is what AI uh, showed me. Uh, <laughs> so you have to be careful. Because you might show this to other people. And then you meet somebody that doesn't have the same muscles that are going on right there. And you might get uh, dissolution. <laughs> um, the same thing is with, uh, let me just remove this out of the picture so I can get your... <laughs> I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but, but this is one, what I want to tell you, is that there is nothing in life, there is nothing in life that is going to be able to fulfill you the way that God does. Anything that you put your trust on, you know, sooner or later are going to disappoint you. Listen to this. Even the church. Even, even when I mean the church is even the, the people that might be in the church. There is, there is something that you have to understand. That this world is broken. And that it's going to get worse as the year goes by. And that it doesn't matter what you're trying to do in your own lives. Your goals. If you're trying to achieve something. There is nothing, nothing that is going to be able to fulfill you more than what God is going to be able to do. He has the best for you. And we have to continue to trust him. And this is the problem that our feelings sometimes get in the way. And our emotions and our own selves, we always try to do what we think is best for us. That's why it's so important to be grounded in the Word of God. Because in the Word of God, you will find the truth. You will find, it says that every single word is good for ourselves just to be able to continue also to check how are we living? How is our lifestyle right now? How is our identity? And if there is any corrections that we need to make, don't trust what the world is telling you. Don't trust, especially nowadays, with everything that I, I was telling, we're so busy and so much information is coming to, to us that we have Everything that we need information-wise just in our hands. That, you know, if you have a question, the only thing that you need to do is Google it and to be able to get an answer. But don't put your trust or your values or your lifestyles in things that are one day not be able to fulfill you. That's why we as Christians 
our only way is to be able to continue to trust in the will of God and what he has for your life. Don't trust your emotions. Don't trust the money. Don't trust your work. Don't even trust, listen to me, even what happens this afternoon, it doesn't matter. Don't even trust your team. <laughs> you, our faith should not be put on that. You might have teams that are going to build you up, <clears throat> Dallas, um, <laughs> through the whole season, and they're going to, you know, keep your hopes up, right? And then it comes the postseason, and then you, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> Oceans of you Continue to trust. And Paul, his identity was based on Christ. How beautiful is that? He was able to, to even trust his own life and was going, what was going to happen. Um, just to be able to trust in, in him. Now, he knew something. You compare this passage to where uh, in Second Timothy, he also is in prison and he's writing and he says, you know, I know this is my last days and I know, you know, that very soon I'm, you're, I'm not going to be able to be with you. But just as we continue to wrestle and as he was able to continue to wrestle, look what he's starting to tell the, the people in Philippians uh, in this letter. Let's go to the next verse, verse 22, and it says, If I am to live in the flesh, that means fruitful labor for me. Yet, which I shall not choose, I cannot tell. The next verse says, I am hard-pressed between the two. My desire is to depart and to be with Christ, for that is far better but to remain in the flesh is more necessary on your account. And he says, Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and continue with you all for your progress and your joy in the faith. For your progress and your joy in the faith. What is Paul telling us here? You can see the heart of Paul not only loving God, not loving, only trusting, and not only seeking and wanting the will of God for his life, but his heart was also for the ones that were around him. This is, this is for this church that he founded. Um, I think this was a special church because he was able to see right away what God was doing in the life of these people. And sometimes you're able to see what God is doing in, in the lives of people around you and all the miracles that happen in their lives, and you know that God is working on their lives. But here is what you might not understand, is that you being around these people is the perfect will of God for you to love of them and to continue to pour out into their lives. I want to tell you that we are the church. The church is not the building, is not the organization. All of us are the church. 
And all of us have the opportunity to continue to love and continue to build and continue to speak word of God into the life of other people. I'm so grateful for all the people that we have in the children ministry, for example. Um, we were able, we were doing like a prayer board, um, and we have it on, on the children's wing. And I was amazed on how many teachers and volunteers dedicate, you know, a portion of their time to be able to continue to give into our kids. And I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything that you continue to do. Um, because you might be that person that speaks to these kids and are putting little seeds on their lives. And he says, the word of God says that that's something that they won't forget when they grow older. Part of my challenge uh, during the beginning of the year uh, is my, was my daughter, or is my daughter. Um, she, um, she's now 26, and she's going through very difficult situations. But in the midst of everything that she's going through, the only thing that brings joy is that she continues to seek God. She continues to remember the little seeds that were put into her heart. And even though it's a struggle for her, when she's able to continue to seek God, you can see that there is peace and joy in her life. And I'm telling you this is because we all have people around us that we can pour into their lives. Whether it's little kids, whether it's grandkids, whether it's kids of our church. If God is allowing something to happen in the life of somebody that is next to you, keep your eyes and your spiritual ears open to be able to know that God is doing something and you're part of what that person is going through. And that God has their, their, has you there for a reason, just to continue to love them. And that's exactly what Paul understood in this time, is he knows his joy is to continue to love in other people. If you ever go through a depression, if you ever go or struggle with these things, here is a suggestion, is go and help somebody. Go and love somebody. And you will see how uh, God works in your life. As you think you're helping somebody else, God is also working in your heart. I remember my daughter used to love to go to mission trips. And the thing that, I re that she remembers the most about those mission trips is that she said, you know, I thought that I was going to go and help somebody in, in Mexico or South America because they live in a very tough situation. And then when, they, when she comes back, she will say, I thought I was going to help them, but in reality, they are the ones that help me and pour into me. So whenever you feel anxious or depressed or, you know, down in this area, is go and help or love somebody. Um, and you'll be able to see that even in that, God will 
uh, honor the service that you're doing, the heart that you're doing, but it's also going to help you for whatever you're going through in that moment. Let me finish with this last verse. And he says, so that in me you may have ample cause to glorify in Christ Jesus because of my coming to you again. This is something that we cannot forget. And is everything that you're doing uh, as a Christian is not because of works. It's not because of the talents that you have. It's not for how good you are. Everything that you're doing, we do it to glorify God. Imagine this. What is the most famous picture or painting in the whole world? Who can help me? What is the most famous? Yes. Yes, exactly. Imagine that. Now, if you go to the museum where you see the Mona Lisa you will see that the frame of that picture is so small that you can even notice it. Now, imagine if the same picture will have neon lights about, you know, as a frame. Or maybe one of these arrows from in and out that is a huge arrow pointing here. This is the Mona Lisa. This is the Mona Lisa. This is the Mona Lisa. Imagine that. It will, it will all the attention, all the focus will go away from the the beautiful picture painting to all the lights and everything that is around it. I want to tell you that we as a Christians and our identity is not only in Christ, how, you know, the same way that Paul is. But in reality, we are not God and he is God. He is the one that uses us for his own purpose and for his own glory. Not for our own glory. Continue to remember that your identity is based on Christ. And don't allow, as you walk through life, don't allow that to be a, a barrier. Especially when you start saying God acting in different ways in your life. Because what he's going to do is he's going to be able to see how good he is. And he's going to be able to let you see the, how powerful he is and his grace and how faithful he is. But we are only but instruments on his hands. And that's where you need to continue to remember in your own life. That here we're only but for a short time. That our true identity is based on God and our true destination it's not what is going to happen here. You're not going to be able to remember once you're there, um, you know, all the struggles that you had to, to go through, all the bills that you had to pay, all the rent or the mortgage payment or all the issues. You know what you're going to remember? Is when somebody comes to you and is going to give you a hug and is going to say, thank you, Andres, because you planted a seed on my heart. Because you were not ashamed to talk about Christ when I was going through that situation. Because in that special moment when, when I needed God in my life, you showed me God with a hug or a simple, here I am. So continue to do that because that's what's going to really matter once we're heaven. We have the opportunity to love on people and to share 
be, be, be your own testimony, as we were looking last time, is just to be able to share how good and great and beautiful God has been on your life and that they can experience the same thing on their own lives. So let's put the focus where the focus should be. Let's make the most important thing in our lives, truly the most important thing in our lives. Let's continue to not look our own benefits and what we have to gain. God will take care of that in your life. Just continue to put and fix your eyes on God, on His will, on what He wants for your own life, on your decision, just to be able to be clear to you what is the next step, just to continue to be able to love the people that are around them, around you. Because you know what? The same thing that God did with you, to be able to show you grace, compassion, and love, when you least deserve it, is the same love, grace, and compassion that he wants to show other people that least deserve it around you. Don't allow things of this world for you to become bitter. Don't allow the anger of other people to shape your life or your identity. Don't allow other people to be able to take the place or other things to take the place that only God deserves. Let's continue as Christians to fix our eyes on God. Let's continue to be able to trust in what he's doing. And you don't have to tell other people. Other people will be able to see you as you continue to trust in what God is doing in your life. So with that, I just have a special request. I just want you to close your eyes, and, and we're going to spend one minute just, just to be able to listen. And like I told you, this might be a little bit weird uh, because we're not used to it. This, you know, your mind might, might want to wonder for other things and things that are going to happen. But I want you to think about your identity in Christ. And I want you to, just as Richard the other day shared with us, is to have this thought in your life, in your mind right now. The way that God sees you is as a beloved children. God loves you. He loves you so much that he was able to give his own life just to be able to have this moment with you right now. Just to continue to trust in the difficult situations that you're going through right now. Just continue to know that God loves you. That you are His beloved children. That He not only loves you, but His love you can find perfect love in his life. Just to be able to know that the things that are certain for you, he already knows. Just to be able to know that the things that you cannot control right now, that go out of your control, 
there is nothing bigger than God and that he has the control of everything and that there is purpose in everything I want you church to encourage you to live a life that always put a smile on God's face not to be able to be shaped by the, what the world has to offer but continue to be shaped what God has to offer, what God has to tell you with his world, word. Just to continue to allow him to speak to your heart and just to continue to be able to trust him as you trust him in your decisions. That he wants the best for you and that he loves you. And Father, for this reason, in this moment, we come as a church. We come as your beloved children. And this is, this is the petition that we have, just as John the Baptist, is so that we can decrease so that you can increase. Because there is nothing better for our lives. Because you are above all. Because you are the most important thing. Can you just bless us today? As you have been doing so faithful. And continue to speak with our hearts. And continue to live a life. That is not based on emotions. That is not based on circumstances. But just to be able to submerge. In the joy of the assurance to know that we can come with you. And we ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen.